0: Turn it around, open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing of the flow, turn it around, open the windows.
1: As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara.
2: Only God can wipe away your old record and give you a clean slate. A new beginning only God can do that. Only God can do that. Hmm. Who are you? Who are you? You can change your name in this world, but your identity is unchanged. Only God has the power to give you a new name with a new identity, a new profile altogether. Let's see a little more into what God did in the life of Jacob. Now, to really understand the weight, to really understand the weight of what God did for Jacob, by changing his name and blessing him with a new life, we have to quickly have a throwback. Amen. You see? To really, really understand why God changed his name or the effect of that, to really understand the effect of that, we have to take a quick look at what happened before. Genesis 27. Genesis 27, 34 to 35. This was after Jacob had left his father Isaac. He already obtained the blessing. His father already blessed him. And he was already out of his presence, out of his sight. Now, Esau came in. Esau came in. The one that Isaac wanted to give the blessing to. Now came in. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with, a, with an exceedingly great and bitter cry. Wow. I wonder how that sounds like. Wow. Look at it again. He cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry. Wow. That must be serious. And said to his father, bless me also, oh my father. But he said, your brother came in. With deceit and has taken away your blessing. Then he said to his father, Ah, wasn't he given the right name? He supplanted me of my position. Now he has taken away my blessing. Hmm. In verse 41, just down the line. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of money for my father at, at hand, Then I will kill my brother Jacob. Hmm. He was really very hurt. He was very hurt and his anger was very hot. Amen. He was very, very offended and he became really, really very angry. In fact, the spirit of the Lord will say to us in Amos 1.11. Amos 1.11. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Edom, that is Esau, and for four, I will not turn away its punishment because he pursued his brother, With the sword and cast of all pity. His anger tore perpetually and he kept his wrath forever. Amen. Wow. He was really very angry. Not for a short time. Not for a short time. For a very long time. And you can trust that when Jacob was returning 20 years later, his anger was still what? Burning. He was still very angry. He was waiting for him. He was very angry. That anger would not let, would not just dissipate. That anger was strong and he meant to kill his brother. And the Holy Spirit attests to that. Because of that anger, Rebekah and Isaac did what? They sent Jacob away. They sent him overseas to hide away, so to say, to escape his brother's wrath. So that uh, he wouldn't be killed. So Jacob left home. And went to his uh, uncle Laban. And on his way. God met him and said. I will be with you where you are going. I will never leave you. Until I have done everything I promise you. I will be with you. God did not even mention what he did. And God continued to you know, protect him. Bless him and all of that. But All of that did not mean that God overlooked. That God didn't see. That God just looked over. You know, God just glossed over what he did. Many times when God is blessing us, we think everything is okay with us and God. We think we are really, really, you know, on on good times with God. Because blessings are flowing and all of that. No, 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 no. Don't because of blessings. Think that everything is right between you and God. Are you really walking in obedience to God? So Jacob left home and went to his uncle Laban. Now, he had stayed with his uncle Laban. In fact, there God had blessed him. You know, God had protected him. Many, many things had happened that showed that God was really for him, not against him. Isn't that wonderful that you have done something wrong? And still God is not against you. If God were to be against you for what you did wrong, you would be in hot water. So, wow. Jacob was on his way back. Because God had told him, go back home. And he wanted to go back home. And the situation there was no longer conducive. So he had to go. He had to go. But now he is coming with many trucks of blessings. He said, I crossed over this, you know, this, 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 this Jordan. I crossed over this place with my stick. Now I'm returning with truckloads of blessings. Because God had blessed him. But he was really, really very concerned. About 20 years ago, what happened 20 years ago? He was really, really, really very concerned. He could remember it. So what did he do? In Genesis 32, from verse 1, quickly. So Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's camp. And he called the name of that place Mehenim. Then Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Zeir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Speak thus to my lord Esau. Thus your servant Jacob says, (laughs) Your servant Jacob. I have dwelt with Laban and stayed there until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, and male and female servants, and I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find favor in your sight. Then the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and he is, he is also coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed him. And he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and herds and camels into two companies. And he said, if Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the other company which is left will escape. So Jacob was really, really very afraid. He was very scared that his brother was coming to do what? To kill him. His brother coming with 400 men. He didn't have up to 400 men. Most of them, women and children. So he was really very afraid. So he began to pray. He began to pray. He began to pray. He couldn't sleep. He began to pray. He couldn't sleep. Who are you? Who are you? Again, you can change your name in this world, but your identity is unchanged. Only God has the power to give you a new name and a new identity, a new identity altogether, a new thing altogether. And we are looking at how God, how God did that in the life of Jacob, and how, as a result, he escaped premature death. Amen. We are looking at how God did that, how God changed his name and changed his identity, and how he escaped premature death. Now, what do we call premature death? What is premature death? No, premature death. Oh, we. Will Weekly say what? Somebody that dies before what? Before their time. Oh, so what is young? Oh, young is what? Relative, huh? Oh, they die at 70. Oh, they are still young. Don't we say that? They are 60. They are still young. Of course, they die at 40. They must be young. They are young. What is premature death? Premature death to me is really you die not accomplishing the purpose of God for your life. Amen. You haven't accomplished the purpose of God for your life. The purpose of God for your life hasn't matured to fruition. If premature death is the way we call it or the way we say it, then Jesus died prematurely. But Jesus did not die prematurely. Amen. Stephen did not die prematurely. Amen. Many of the saints and apostles did not die prematurely. Even in this day and age, there are many people, many Christians that die young, not because they die prematurely. God saved Jacob from dying before he will accomplish the purpose of God for his life. When he was on his way to Pandanaram, the Lord says, I will not leave you alone. I will hold on to you till I accomplish everything I have said to you. May God not leave you alone. Amen. That's a big prayer. God, don't leave me alone. <laughs> don't leave me alone. It is not like... Don't leave me. Hmm? Don't leave me alone. Don't, don't let me rest. No, Be on my tail. Be on my case. It's, it's okay to, for God to be on your case. But you don't want to say that to anybody. Be on my case. They will be troubling you. God can be on your case. And say, God, be on my case. If God is on your case, your case is good. It will turn out good. You will be released. Amen. Amen.